Welcome everyone to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Torn, and with these, my co-host, Peyton. Yo. We have a great show for everyone this week, where we talk about Blue Beetle and the news of the week. There'll be time codes in the description or the show notes if you want to jump around. And with that, here's Peyton with the news. So news has been slow because of the writer's strike and whatnot. Good. Good for them. Pay the writers and the actors. God damn. Yes. But we do got some pretty uh, big news. So let's just get into it. Uh, Gal Gadot says that they're developing a new Wonder Woman movie in James Gunn DCU. But apparently uh, Gunn and Saffron told Gadot that they wanted to work with her in the future. But nothing was ever promised to Gadot about Wonder Woman 3 happening or any definitive discussion about her returning in the new DCU. So... <laughs> I assume that this was just some sort of miscommunication. It was just like, hey, we'd love to work with you, maybe in a producer capacity. And Gal Gadot was like, so Wonder Woman 3. All right. That's it's happening. We're good. Now she's over here spreading this information. What's she doing? What's she doing? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. We know for a fact that Patty Jenkins is not coming back. Um, yeah, for sure. But, you know, whether Gal Gadot is, is still in is still up in the air. If she is back, I believe, uh, unless they do, for whatever reason, plan to keep Jason Momoa on as Aquaman, she'll be the only returning cast member from uh, the main Justice League lineup from the DCU. Which, if you're going to get rid of most of them, you might as well just get rid of her. And also, if you're if you're planning to get rid of Henry Cavill because he's too old for what you're going for, get rid of Gal Gadot. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I also don't like her as an actress, but that's neither here nor there. Moving on to some Marvel news. Uh, this is according to the Hot Mike podcast. Apparently, Vanessa Kirby will reportedly star as Sue Storm in Fantastic Four. So this is a new rumor after the uh, one about Margot Robbie uh, supposedly being offered the role of Sue Storm, at least, which apparently she turned down. Uh, who knows? But Vanessa Kirby, do you know who Vanessa Kirby is? Yes, I do know who Vanessa Kirby is. Okay, yeah, she'd be a great choice if it, yes, if, it, if she is it. cast. That, that That's a really, really solid choice. So I, honestly, I hope that's true. And also, they're reporting that Joseph Quinn is rumored to star as Johnny Storm. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Is that bad? I'm not familiar with him as an actor, I so I don't know, have an opinion. I, it, it's, it's something. It's just something. I, I don't know. It ain't, it ain't my choice. But, I mean, if he can do it, he can do it. It just ain't my choice. Um, you know, you haven't watched Stranger Things, right? No. Yeah, he of course you know he's mostly known for Stranger Things, and that's like his breakout role. Uh, Is he a good actor? I mean, at least he's he's good. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, like I said, he's not my choice for for Johnny. Yeah, you just don't sure. see him as that character. No, yeah, I don't see him. That's fine. Apparently, Adam Driver turned down the role of Reed Richards. That's um, fair. Fair, yeah. Apparently, Marvel Studios still want him, so they they want to renegotiate but i don't know how that's gonna go but yeah uh, again vanessa kirby really great choice and joseph quinn i don't know people are uh, i, wanna, I, I, I see, see mixed opinions i want to see uh i want to see seth rogan as the thing no so i can hear his laugh as he's saying it's clobbered time <laughs> 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 but uh, there's a uh, 
the I think the best choice uh, for um, the thing is what's his name? David Diggs. Yeah, who is rumored. Yeah, that's that's my favorite choice. But Reed, it's it's kind of a it's kind of up in the air because you gotta have someone who, of course, you know, looks apart and who can play off a. Um, it's weird because I feel like he's technically like on paper he's easy to cast, but like as as terms of like personality, he has they have to nail it, dude. Yeah, because Reed Reed's like. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, Reed's, like, pretty easy. But no, like, Reed is an asshole. He's a psychopath, like, low-key. Well, actually, I don't even say he's a psychopath. He's a narcissist. Yeah, he's a narcissist, and he's fucking crazy. But he's super-duper fucking smart, so that's what they have to nail. So. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. Uh, and again, we've talked about this before, but any if they could choose literally the best person for the role and people are going to be going to be mad because it wasn't their fan casting yeah, choice top, yeah it wasn't the top pick so it is what it like adam driver could be incredible but you know like i don't know because especially especially when a majority of people just go by looks and we're always going to say it here performance outweighs looks every time but for we'll, sure we'll see i mean again i trust sarah haley finn she hasn't. She has literally never missed. But yeah, it, it's just a matter of time. But this is according to Vulture. This is very exciting news. Uh, for the first time, a crew of about fifty VFX workers at Marvel Studios have petitioned to unionize. It's the first time visual effects professionals have banded together to demand wage protections and benefits. Good. Good indeed. Apparently, hey, apparently they're going to be voting to unionize like relatively soon. So. Yes, good. Pay your VFX artists and give them more time. Stop holding them hostage from their families. Oh, God. Honestly, it's going to be like a perfect storm if if we have uh, Marvel Studios internally saying that they want to cut back. Bob Iger saying that they want to cut back, which automatically is just going to give them more space and time on its own. But then if VFX uh, workers unionize, uh, that's going to be great. I mean, it's, it's, it's just kind of again like a perfect storm if this all especially if this union goes through which is the most important thing the most important aspect of all this uh for vfx workers it's uh the future looks bright i'll just say that but you know all that still remains to be seen but hopefully that happens uh and next up we got uh this is from one take news people are upset what a surprise people are mad and that's because apparently thor 5 is in development with taika watiti set to return yeah i know he man, man it's like taika taika directed in people's eyes one bad thor movie even though thor had two bad movies before ragnarok and everyone's upset about it and then he made one of the best thor movies one of a lot of people's favorite thor movies with ragnarok and then he made one that isn't really as bad as people say, but people like to act like it's the worst thing they've ever seen in their lives. And now apparently Taika Waititi is the worst filmmaker to ever exist. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see how people switch up on you. 
crazy. It's fucking wild, bro. And people are like, oh, well, they shouldn't do it because Chris Hemsworth was clearly unhappy. I watched the behind the scenes of Thor Love and Thunder. He was not unhappy. Bro was having a blast. If anything, he had more input on this one than he did on Ragnarok. Way more input. Like, there's literally a scene of him working on, like, how the scene should go with Taika Waititi. He was clearly having a good time. What they're referring to is 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 Chris Hemsworth in an interview saying that if they do make another one, he wants to do something different with the character, which he said for years. They did serious Shakespearean. They've done, they did goofy. Now he wants to go in a different direction. He did like, that's literally, that's it. He never said, I don't want to do it with Taika because he's the silly guy. If literally, if you've seen any Taika Waititi movie other than those two, I guess, that you know how good he is at making emotional films. Yeah, like especially you know with things like you know where the um, when a hunt for the Wilder people, Jojo uh, Rabbit, that, Jojo Rabbit for sure. But like, yeah, Taika knows like what he's doing, of course. And like, like I said, you know, I have my theme about about Love and Thunder. I think it's personally okay. I wouldn't watch it again. You you love you love Love and Thunder, but yeah, I don't. I, I mean, like I said. I am. I'm hopeful for it. Hopefully, it's gonna be way better. I mean, I ain't got really nothing else to say. I ain't gonna switch up like these motherfuckers over here. Do you think it's the worst movie of all time? Worst superhero movie of all time? No, because it's not. You want to see bad superhero movies? Go watch Daredevil 2003. You want to see bad superhero movies? Go watch like, Electra. Yeah, go watch Electra. Hulk 2003. You want to know? Uh, well, that's a fine. That's fine. <laughs> X Men Dark Phoenix. Around. Yeah, go watch Dark Phoenix. You want to see bad superhero movies? Go watch Steel with Shaq. You want to see bad superhero Superman movies? Superman 4, watch, The Quest for Peace. Go watch Spawn 1999. Batman and Robin. People love to over exaggerate so much. It is insane. This is why the MCU fandom is fucking horrible. They're so horrendous. It, it's one of those things where it's like, because I think. <sighs> And I, 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 I feel like anytime I say this, you can easily counter counteract it, and which is fair because when I say this, it's like, well, okay, well, I, usually I say like people are like take for granted what we have now. Like, imagine if we got something like Love and Thunder in two thousand eight, we'd be like, what? Holy shit! This is great. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. We've never seen anything like this. But because it's 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 now it's ass and it's like i get it because obviously we've gotten everything we've gotten up until this point so obviously there's a certain standard but at the same time that's part of the reason why i still love these movies i just the the novelty isn't lost on me i'm just like the fact that we're getting these at all i'm just like exactly exactly that exactly i told someone like on tiktok where um you know like it's a blessing to even get these characters on screen. Like, I never thought in a million years we get Shang Chi or Moon Knight on on screen. Yeah, you know, there's something like there's some criticisms with that, but like, there's just so much to explore. I know people are like Marvel die after Endgame. You're delusional if you think that you should probably stop speaking. Uh, MCU died after Endgame. Meanwhile, meanwhile they're play- praising Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Right. No and way home. It, it's like, oh man, there, there, there's so much left to explore with with characters and like stories. Like, there's literally comics upon comics that have been made 
like decades ago that they can still adapt. Um, but you know, of course, like I said, you know, the like, yeah, like what you said, the novelty hasn't worn off on me. I'm so, you know, excited for the MCU and like what, what, what they can explore. Even though I might not be excited for every single project that's coming out, I'm still, I'm gonna be invested in like what they do for sure. Yeah, it's what it is though. <laughs> I, I just. To be honest, I don't even know. Well, I guess they set it up at the end of Love and Thunder, but I don't really know what they do for Thor 5. Like, because now that his parents are gone, Jane's gone, he doesn't, What like, what does he have? I mean, he has the kid, but obviously they're not going to kill the kid that they just introduced. And also, I feel like they're going to recast the kid because that's Chris Hemsworth's real kid. And Chris Hemsworth said that he doesn't really want her to go into child acting but he also i think he yeah. also said that he he let her do it if she actually wants to do it so i don't know but, i personally think that should they should not have killed gore they should not have killed him but like they're also gonna they also have that thing with hercules at the end yeah and zeus yeah so i mean like who knows who, who knows? knows but that is the news of the week which means it's time we move on to our topic which is Blue Beetle, the newest outing from a DC, not DC Studios, not just yet. And uh, it, contrary to what Twitter will tell you, uh, if uh, we watch the film and nowhere in the credits does it say anything about James Gunn. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. Um, so we're going to do non-spoilers then. Spoilers. There's not a ton to spoil, though, but... You know, we'll get our we'll give our general non-spoiler thoughts, and then we'll jump into spoilers. So, what do you think? What do you think? I think this movie is pretty solid. Um, like I said before, um, you know, getting characters on screen. I am actually excited to see a movie from Blue Beetle. Um, the only thing that we ever seen in Blue Beetle live action was Smallville, like you know, twenty seasons ago, uh, and that you know that that was pretty solid at, at the time but yeah like you know like i said so the wild movie, they, they actually did a suit right it's it's crazy but yeah like i said the movie's movie's very solid it has you know pretty uh great emotional performances uh from uh george george lopez george lopez for some reason was carrying this on his back but yeah, if you went in, if you're going into this thinking like George Lopez is just gonna be like George Lopez, nah, man, bro, literally nah. put 200 percent into this film. Like, I don't know where that came from, but he was great in this movie to um like Will's chagrin because he doesn't like George Lopez, but like, and I, I'm not huge on George Lopez, but I don't know. Yeah, bro was just putting everything into this film. He was fucking amazing. Yeah, he was he was like just incredible. But also, um, uh, Zola, um, shit, I'm not Mari Duenia. Yeah, my yeah, as Blue Beetle, as Jaime Reyes, great. Jamie, yeah. Ray, I mean, Jamie. I've all, I, you know, I've always like you know liked him as an actor, especially since his breakout breakout from Cobra Kai. Um, like I said, he did amazing. Um, I also love the family aspect of this. You know, very, um, very heartwarming from them, especially with the. Um, uh, the Latino rep, um, rep, representation that was really really nice to see, and I mean 
there's some there's some other stuff that I'll get into whenever we get to spoilers regarding you know the villains and the plot or whatever. But still, overall, I still found it to be very enjoyable. Definitely one of the better DC movies to come out recently. Would you say it's movies. the best DC movie since the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, yeah, I can say that for sure. <laughs> you got to say it every time. It's a it's a standard. And this is the best. This is the best DC movie since the Dark Knight trilogy. Crazy. It's insane. Yeah, uh, I also thought it was a pretty solid uh, film from DC, uh, especially recently. Although I did enjoy Shazam: Fury of the Gods, uh, it clearly wasn't as good as you know the first one. And what, what was like the what was the last DC movie? It was uh, the Flash. Oh. F- <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot you forgot about about, you forgot about the flash, dude. I forgot. Oh my god! <laughs> That's like, crazy, dude. I'm, oh no! <laughs> Seriously insane, dude. Holy <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! I can't believe I actually forgot about the flash. Oh no! Oh, that's terrible. Um. <laughs> But I guess episode before the Flash and Shazam, it was like Black Adam and uh, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is the only one that's actually the best DC movie since The Dark Knight. But if I was to sort of rank it among the most recent ones, I do think it's the best one since The Suicide Squad, I guess. Not better than The Suicide Squad, but the best one since. It's better than Black Adam. It's better than Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I think I'd say it's on par with the Flash because you say the, it's on par. Yeah, because I the Flash I don't think is great, but it, but there it, are some there great are, moments. Yeah, in there it. are great moments. There are fun elements. Obviously, obviously, I love Michael Keaton. Probably biased, but it is what it is. Um, so I th- and it's a bad movie that I enjoy that I enjoy quite a bit. Whereas Blue Beetle was a decent movie. That I relatively enjoyed, you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I was say Daredevil, dude. Think about Daredevil right now. Uh, Blue Beetle is definitely more consistent, certainly, than, than, than the Flash. So I definitely understand where you're coming from in that sense. Because you know, as we explained about the Flash, like, is like you know, it has not even the highest highs compared to like the lowest of the lows when, for that movie. Yeah, and so, if you and if you're someone that like hated the Flash, I'm not saying you're gonna hate Blue Beetle. They're not on par in that sense. They're not like the same movie. I'm just saying for me personally, they're about on par, at least as far as enjoyment goes. But if you hated the Flash, but you, uh, I think I think general audience general audiences are certainly gonna like Blue Beetle a lot more than the Flash. At least I, at least I think, and critics certainly like it more than the Flash. So that's that at least yeah. but i've said this I, th- I think i've said it on the podcast before i've certainly said it uh to you at least um and just based on the trailers like all i was seeing and and it's probably also because of just my knowledge of this space uh of you know this the whole comic book movie space and and the behind the scenes and shit and all that um I just can't shake the I couldn't shake the feeling of it being a streaming film that got upgraded to a theatrical release and I just I can I can you can see it 
in the film. Now, I'm not saying that's inherently a bad thing. I think I think a character like Blue Beetle absolutely deserves a theatrical release uh, rather than just getting thrown on HBO Max. Uh, so I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. But as far as by the numbers plot, pretty standard, pretty honestly weak villain and yeah, it's pretty formulaic uh and very subpar uh, except in some areas which which we'll get into more uh later but and, and some pretty subpar cgi uh that just didn't really feel uh theater worthy if that makes sense uh and uh, it felt more specifically with the villain it felt very power rangers and I couldn't put my finger on it, but the entire movie, I was like, I was like, God, this reminds me of something. God, this feels like something. And I couldn't, I was like, what the fuck, what is this? <laughs> and it wasn't until a, a specific point at the end, which, which we'll get into in spoilers, that I finally, it finally clicked in my brain. I was like, oh, this is just Spy Kids. <laughs> um, not plot wise, just the, the, just the feeling, the vibe and the look. I was like, oh, this is Spy Kids, and I don't necessarily mean that as an insult because I love Spy Kids and I have a big nostalgic soft spot for it. So, so it's like it's it's conflicting because like obviously Spy Kids isn't objectively good, but there's a certain charm to it. You know what I mean? There's a certain charm to Spy Kids that I think Blue Beetle captures, and I think that's definitely going to be uh, love or hate for some people. But I do think. That Blue Beetle, I think it will see in like six, seven, eight years time. People are going to be like, holy shit, man. I love Blue Beetle as a kid. Like that movie was fucking amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that's what this uh, film is going to be for a lot of people for that reason. Um, another one of my biggest issues was, uh, like I said, the CGI was subpar. Uh, the family aspect, there were silver linings, again, which we'll get into more into spoilers, to the family. But I think ultimately it felt very cliche and I feel, I feel like this is a bad word, but like sort of childish. Except, again, except in a couple areas and especially in in one section of the film that I thought was actually really, really good. But ultimately, the, every everything just felt really cheesy with them and I didn't love it. And also, and this is this is more at fault with uh, the trailer, but I there there wasn't enough, in my opinion, enough hand to hand combat. Not only not, yes. not only did like the director say like oh like something that inspired this movie was like the raid which is obviously an insane action film but also in the trailer we see some really great uh fighting sequences but uh, I, I get it's, it's not really a spoiler but it's like everything you see in the trailer is kind of it it's like there's there's a couple I mean there's there's like a handful of things but it's nothing like what you really see in the trailer, which is pretty unfortunate. Uh, but it was, it was still good. You know, it was still cool to see but it, and I, and I think again, it's one of those things where it's like, because it was a streaming movie that was then upgraded to a theatrical release. I think that's part of that reason. So I really hope I, 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 I think we'll get one because James Gunn clearly likes this film, likes this character and wants to fold it into the new DCU. 
when I so I think it's a win, not an if, but when we get Blue Beetle two, I really hope they double down on that stuff because that that was what I felt like what was going to be a highlight for me and turned out to be one of my complaints. So that's un, that's pretty unfortunate. Um, and I kind of went into this thinking it was just, just going to be sort of a run of the numbers or by the numbers, run of the mill uh, superhero movie. Uh, and that's what we got. So I kind of went into it expecting a seven out of 10 in what I got was in my opinion a seven out of ten which again is solid like it like it's solid. It's, this is a, this is the kind of movie where if like i like i would just like put on in the background just for some fun like i'm not trying to like focus on some shit but also just put on some blue beetle that's what this movie is for me so yeah seven out of ten yeah i think seven out of ten is pretty low because you'd give it a nine and a half out of ten like you did the flash yeah same man it's just that good no I'm kidding I forgot that Becky Jeep is the voice of the Scarab. Yeah, I never would have known that unless friends pointed yeah, it out I'm, to I'm, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the cast because, look, there, there, there's a spoiler with the dad, but the dad got some drip, dude. The the, the dad of the film, he has some drip. I, I like the jacket. The dad has, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, some, that was, a, that was a great jacket. I'm trying to find it. You want the jacket? Yeah, bro, that shit goes hard. The, the like the, the mechanic like workshop jacket that shit goes hard. Bear reading to spoilers now. Uh, what would you rate it? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'll give it like a like a solid eight. An eight, really? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that that's absolutely fair. Um, man, but yeah. So I guess uh, yeah. Let's get into spoilers. I don't even know like what to really say, honestly, in terms of like spoilers. Um, well, um, Ted Cord is alive. Start. That's cool. Ted Cord is alive. Um, which I, I makes was... a lot of sense because I know they're talking about having a like Ted Cord, like Booster Gold series. Yeah, and that'd be really fun. Uh, I was really hoping the entire time that we get to see him. Yeah, I thought we were going to see Ted Cord. Yeah, like kind of a, kind of a picture. I thought like we got a picture and we got be, we got a couple suits. Yeah, we we we, we got some suits, which is cool. I thought I thought we were, we were gonna see him like at the end because he saw like a face mold. Yeah, and I'm like hmm. because I could have sworn he like I was when we were watching or or beforehand I don't remember but like I could have sworn he was like cast. My in my head right now, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna see Jason Sudeikis." <laughs> that, I, I, that's pretty good. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is tell. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was hoping for that. I was like, "Dude, we're gonna see Jason Sudeikis like pop out," and like, because you know, in, in my in my eyes, like what I was going for is that like, yeah, you know, he's like. Like, you know, he kind of... At first, I thought, like, he isolated himself from, like, society and stuff like that. And I thought, like, we were going to see him when, you know, they go to, like, his old mansion, kind of like some, like, flash shit with, like, Michael Keaton. But... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely want to see see a Ted Accord series. That'd be pretty dope. Or or, or we could get, like, a... Sort of like a a Blue Beetle 2... And he's like mentoring Jaime. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, as far as spoilers go, I think 
Um, as far as like the CGI, again, it's it, again streaming movie. <laughs> it's just it it wasn't inherently bad. It's not like the Flash where it's like this is inexcusable. Like what went wrong? It was just like clearly they either didn't have enough time, didn't have the budget, or maybe it was just like already in motion like it was sort of done and again it was upgraded uh but yeah a lot of those establishing shots of the city just did not look great well, um going into court industries well well, well Peyton, you also gotta think about it this way is that it was meant to look like that <laughs> that, that that that's what Jaime sees oh you're right when he's in the right yeah when he's in the beetle force the Beetle Force yeah, is in, crazy. When he's, in the Be- <laughs> when he's in the Beetle Force, everything just kind of looks like bad the, CG. Yeah, the, the Scarab Force. The Scarab. Yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> the Beetle Force. Um, but yeah, when he goes into Court Industries and you, and you see it like pans up to like look how tall the building is, it looks it, just, it looks bad. Uh, and then the receptionist desk just looks fake. I don't even know if it is fake. It might not be fake, but it certainly looks fake. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it looks, yeah. Especially like that, that, um, that upward shot. And I'm like, yeah. this looks horrible. Yeah. This looks bad. It does not look good. But on the other hand, everything with the blue beetle suit, everything Fire. with its powers, it flying around looked great. Yeah, so that's that's of course you know where most of that budget went. Clearly, and, like it, it honestly, which good if you're going to put it anywhere, put it on the main character. Yeah, for sure. And I was uh, telling Peyton like afterwards, there was a there was a fight at the end, right? It was actually a conflict that was resolved, and some the main villain has like an upgraded suit, and there's like a kind of like an upwards. Like or, or kind of a kind of like a high angle shot, and you can just tell that the the the, the villain suit is like CGI, while Jaime's is like practical. I'm just like, holy shit, this is fucking night and day. And what a beautiful practical suit it is. So yes, good. I'm glad. I'm really, really glad that they went practical with the suit. And also, it just it is so comic book accurate. It is such uh, phenomenal. So it's amazing. It's like definitely like definitely a top top ten suit for sure. Yeah, as far as comic to live action translations, mm. absolutely. But they, yeah, um, they cooked really bad. I mean, really really good with that. Yeah. So again, a couple of the CGI moments. There was the actually something to even tie into one of my other criticisms. <laughs> um, the the gum. Yeah, the gum. The gum yeah. that expanded and they sort of rolled. That was like, oh, Spy Kids. <laughs> That's I don't know. I don't know what it was about that specifically, but I was like, ah, yes, this is what it was. <laughs> so maybe there's a scene in Spy Kids that's very similar that I don't remember, <laughs> but that's what clicked it for me. But probably the probably the most laughable. CGI moment. Oh yeah, the um, the, the fucking villain. The villain just running. And yeah, it was yeah. uh, very similar uh, to uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is also just like, what happened here? <laughs> I don't know. I can't yeah. even describe what it looks like. 
so like when, yeah, whenever Peyton and I saw it with our friends, like you know, of course, you know, people, you know, so, so some people are going to talk in the theater, and but I busted out laughing. We all did. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why is he running like that? Okay, so we were, I think pl- we're the only ones too that were laughing yeah. at that bit. It's like I, I kind of feel like, why are these people laughing? <laughs> Yeah, it kind of felt bad, but it's just so stupid. Yeah, I can't describe it as any other thing, but Cassie running <laughs> in shrunken form in Quantumania. Very similar. But this was, because like Quantumania was just like, ooh, this isn't a great. But Blue Beetle, I was like, it was so fucking funny. Just the way, it's just a quick shot. It's quick. It, it doesn't even last that long, but it's just, I don't know, something about the way it's edited, the way it's cut was so fucking funny. Could have done any other any anything else, but just did that, bro. That was crazy, hilarious. But uh, the family, the family, I have issue with. Uh, because like I said in the non-spoiler section, they're just kind of cheesy a lot of the time. Really, not not even necessarily in the bad way. It just I don't know. It just wasn't really. I don't know for me because it's like Jaime gets captured and they're like, we gotta save him. We gotta do what we can to save him. I'm just like, realistically, like obviously they save him, but like, what the fuck are you gonna do? What are you gonna mm-hmm. do? Uh, <laughs> you no, like you're just gonna sit on your ass. You'll be like, damn, that's tough. He's gone. <laughs> like, like ask a what's her name, Jenny? Jenny. Yeah, like ask her to like do something about it. Like you're not gonna do anything about it, but obviously they do. It's whatever. No, no, dude, dude, you're wrong because they had Nana, bro. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the the saving graces were uh, George Lopez, who was just putting his all into it, was hilarious the entire time, didn't have an issue at, a, like, at a, literally a single moment. Uh, and the the grandma, who was just batshit crazy. <laughs> she was fucking crazy, bro. I'm like, you you go. You get, get, go get him. You're, you're doing great. But, like, the sister was whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of getting like tired of like the like these pessimistic, edgy like siblings in like movies. And of course, like I mean, she yeah, she like, got I mean, better towards the end. She got better towards the end, but like I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, when she got the Miss Marvel powers, <laughs> yeah, in gauntlet form. Yeah, well, she has a gauntlet mm-hmm. too. Technically, she has a bangle. Bangle, yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, so the family was just sort of sort of weak for me, uh, except the Nana and uh, George Lopez, except the scene uh, where the they go to like attack the family. That entire mm-hmm. sequence was phenomenal. Very, very, very good. Very, very, very well done. Uh, we get, you know, a great just action sequence, you know, with Jaime uh, Blue Beetle, you know, just sort of just wrecking the core goons, which I didn't love the design. Again, very Power Rangers. <laughs> um, but, like, it was still good, and then it was very well acted, the family trying to get away. Obviously, the dad dies. All of the... And, and it, the performances were really, really good. Speaking of performances, I haven't seen Cobra Kai, so this is my first time seeing uh, Zolo Maridueña in anything. And Yeah, no, he, he shows a great amount of emotion in, in this one. was fantastic 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 choice um again he's obviously going to get full into the dcu so i'm completely chill with that he's going to be great uh and also speaking of speaking of which folding into the dcu 
this movie's completely standalone. No, son, bro. Like, there's a couple references. So there's obviously he went to like Gotham University or whatever. Uh, there was I saw an Ace Chemicals building. But, Batman and Superman are mentioned. But no, dude, it's not standalone. It's completely in the DCU, meaning that the Justice League is already set up in this universe. No. But wait, it could be in the Snyderverse, bro. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that was the initial intention, but they could clearly make it work for the DCU because there's yeah, nothing think, yeah. too direct. There's not there's not like a direct reference to like a past event. They're not they don't I don't think they do they even reference the Justice League? I don't think they do. They obviously reference Batman. Uh, yeah, no, they don't reference the Justice Well, I, I think there's maybe like a, maybe like a line from George Lopez. Yeah, there's, but there's definitely a Batman line. There's definitely a Superman line. Which we know that Batman will already be established in the new DCU <clears throat> if he has yes. Damien. Uh, same, thing for, same thing for Superman. Yeah, the, Superman is going to be early way. days, but it's not an origin story. Yeah, so basically, like, yeah, they, this is completely standalone, and they can just, like, fit it within the timeline. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, for sure. Which is good, because this is what people want more. They want more of. They want more, they want more standalone films, and less so, less, more so origin stories. But still, they want more standalone films. So yeah. You can get that from here. I can't find the jacket, bro. I'm trying my That's best tough. to find the jacket. I'm going to have to go in the theaters and watch it again. I'm going to sneak yeah. in. Steal another popcorn tin. Yeah. Dude, this the tin was awesome. Should have stole it from Angelica. I could have done that, but you like, you but like realistically, where am I gonna like why am I gonna use that? Like where, For popcorn, I, I don't eat, dummy. I don't eat pop I don't eat popcorn. Maybe you should. I don't wanna do that. Angelica can put it to more use, like uh. but um You know who's uh well the the villain was weak. The villain, the both the villains were weak. Yeah, both the villains were because like because you got the main guy who has you know the the same powers as Blue Beetle. Not really, but it's like like I like I said it when we were talking about the film uh, back when we saw it. It was like I was literally felt like I was watching Peter Parker in a Iron Man suit fighting Whiplash. Mm. He literally gave me Whiplash uh, vibes. In one scene, he literally uses <laughs> yeah, he uses an electric whip. Yeah, yeah electric whip. <laughs> And yeah, you know, he, and he just says like he, he was very, very like generic, and he repeated the same line like three times. Um, rule of threes, torn the rule of threes, right? And towards the course, end, you know, he has the oh look, he's actually a good guy, and he's misunderstood. He's like, yeah, I, ha- I have a change of heart, and I'm like, cool, man, do that at the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like you know, you have like the. Victoria Cord, who's like the, the of course, you know, the sister, the, the evil sister, so like slightly racist, slightly um, villain. Well, to the film, is slightly. I guess. I don't know. The yeah, it's, really it's, she, she, I didn't like her. The actress is great. Um, but it, it, I think, I think for her, it was less of, uh, it was less of like it, she. I, I just think they didn't do what they could with her or, or didn't do enough. What the fuck am I trying to say? It's like, it's like missed opportunity. Cause I feel like you could do a, some really great stuff with a character like that. But I don't know. I think it, uh, they just went too basic with it. And like I mm-hmm. said, like I said, and there's that one scene where she picks up an MP seven. I'm just like, you ain't doing shit with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's not, you know, 
she just she just looked goofy with it in her hand. She's not even holding it with two hands. She's holding it with one hand. Like you're dead. Like you're going to control that. I fucking doubt it. It's not happening. But, <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, very very basic villain. But it, it is what it is. It was. I'm glad, glad when she died at the end. Yeah, that was that a silver was lining. That was satisfying. One of the few times where killing a villain is okay when the villain isn't that great. Right. And they knew that. So they're like, let's kill her. (laughs) Let's kill them both. Let's kill them both. Yeah. Two birds with one stone. But yeah, I, in terms of like spoilers, of course, I'm going to piggyback off like, you know, what you said. Some of the CGI was, it was okay. Um, Like I said, like me, me and Peyton had the same thoughts when it comes to cgi like cgi isn't bad it doesn't break movies for me but it's like you, when you notice it's bad it can be bad but obviously the they put the all the cgi into blue beetle suit which is you know of course what you have to do i just the, i just wish if they knew they were going to push it to a theatrical release why didn't they pump more yeah, money into budget. it yeah exactly yeah i don't know weird very weird but um yeah, you know the the CGI was it was it, it was it was it was okay. Um, it, it just it, it 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 is where it needs to be, which is on the suit. The sequences with Blue Beetle are fucking awesome. Him flying through like flying through the city, um, flying through the space. Um, you know, even like him fighting with it, it's also like just really great. Of course, you know, like you said. There should have been more action sequences with the suit. There should have been more action sequences with the suit with the hand-to-hand combat. Uh, he should have done more with, you know, being able to fucking create anything. He makes yeah, the Final Fantasy sure. sword. Cool. We saw that in the trailer a million times. I thought we were going to get something else. Yeah, most definitely. You saw the, the makeshift millionaire because, you know, they had like a fucking little hammer like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely could have created more weapons uh, for sure. There's also aspects of the film that were like, I've seen before in other superhero films that probably did it better. Like again, there was the whiplash thing. There was um, the dad like in heaven or whatever. Well, but it's not your time, Jaime. We just saw that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Not mm-hmm. to not to this film's fault necessarily. It's not like they they saw Guardians of the Galaxy and were like, "Ooh, we're gonna do that." Obviously, they 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 filmed it uh, before Guardians came out. But it's just like it's just unfortunate timing for this film uh, that yeah, a lot of sure. this stuff. It's just stuff we've seen before, uh, which again is fine. Yeah, it's fine, <laughs> and, it, and it. But it's not great, it is works, it? <laughs> yeah, it's fine, and it works within the movie. It, it does what it needs to do, but of course, you know, other films have done it better. You know, of course, like um, in terms of like in terms of performances, yeah, there wasn't really much with the family that that could have been like explored more. Um, of course, you know, there wasn't really much screen time for the mom but like you know the mom didn't really have anything to really work with um the sister like i said like she's okay the only thing that like i'm just not i'm just not a fan of edgy pessimistic siblings in like movies um yeah like you know like you said the only thing that like kind of point parts of the family that were like really great were the grandma george lopez and you know jaime Jaime, Jaime, and, and, and everything else. Uh, the Del- yeah, the deliveries are downstairs. Jesus, that was that was a wild. Like Andale was bad. But yeah, that part I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, and yeah, that was fucking crazy. 
I mean, I really have nothing else to like really say because yeah, I mean, yeah I really it, it, it's it's one of those films like because it's so by the numbers and stuff like that. Uh, it's not bad enough to just shit on it, sort of like the Flash. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, also it, not it, good it, enough to just gush about everything. Yeah, it's like I mean, like it. it, it the movie did what it needed to do. Yeah, it's solid. Um, you have a great Jaime Reyes. You know, Zola Mariduena did his thing. George Lopez put his two hundred percent in this, like you know, um, like we said. And I mean, overall, the movie is just solid. Is George Lopez just like a Blue Beetle fan or something? Like, why did he? Why? <laughs> like, obviously, I'm not mad about it. Is because it's great, but like, I just, I just wasn't expecting. It. <laughs> Crazy man. The, the one thing I wish. I wanted I wanted more from in terms of like just the the theater experience. I wanted a bigger crowd. So I felt like we were all laughing at the jokes like a little bit. Yeah, there was some like laughs from like the other audience the audience members, but like I felt like I was laughing at everything. I wasn't. All the jokes were trash. Bam is a fascist. He is though. He is. People don't people don't like it, but he is. Kinda. How do you feel Depends about the, the Batman? How do you feel about the, the, the Ted Cord suits? Uh, good. I mean, obviously, we didn't see it on anyone, but you want to know what it reminded me of? On the mannequins, I was like, hell yeah, those look great. What? It reminded me of like Watchmen, like old Watchmen. Mm, sure. Yeah. That's yeah, what I can it see that. Me of. I was like, dang, like, it's so, like, it's so comic book accurate in a nostalgic way. It would be crazy if one of the suits was the Smallville one. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, that'll be actually pretty solid to see. I still gotta watch that scene. I'm probably just gonna skip like to that episode because I'm not watching fucking eleven seasons of a Smallville. I don't really want to torture myself like that. Yeah, I'd I rather watch sixteen think, seasons of its own. I think sunny. it's in either the Blue Beetle episodes. I think it's in season six or in season nine. It's in one of the later seasons for sure. Yeah. I remember seeing it on TV when I was a kid. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, like I said, there's really not much to say about Blue Beetle other than that it's great, and there's lots of, there's a lot left to be explored with Blue Beetle, for sure. Absolutely. But it was a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. I definitely recommend it, whether I'd say, make it, a, like, go see it in theaters, it's up to you. <laughs> go see it, if you want to go see it in theaters, you don't have to spend, like, $22 on it, you can go see it on, like, a, like, kind of like a cheap movie day if you want yeah. to. I think you should see it in theater just to like support the fucking film because it's like it doesn't deserve to flop. Yeah, it doesn't deserve it at all. It doesn't deserve to flop. Come on, man. Like it's like it's DC. Like obviously, the you know, the track record record with DC is not great. Um, and obviously, a lot of things are flopping at the box office right now. But like, I, th- th- I think this deserves it not only just because it's a it's a you know, it's a decent film, just a film to just, you know, just go and see and not, not everything has to be Oscar worthy, but also like just the, the type of film, like just for like the representation alone, honestly, I think it, it, I think it definitely deserves support, especially with the writer's actor strike going on. It would really like show the studios like, Hey, we want human made things. <laughs> right. But is what it is. But yeah, again, I'd give it a seven out of 10. Torn would give it an eight out of 10. Mm-hmm. Do you see that yep. fluctuating? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably um, not. 
I mean, like I said, like I think, I think I've, I've gotten everything out of this movie. I probably could have gotten. I mean, the suit is incredible. Um, Zalom uh, Mari Duena is is incredible too. Um, I mean, yeah, like like you said, you know, there's a lot. To, there's a lot left that could have been added to the movie in terms of you know like action. But I think that's all I could really could get out of this movie. Yeah, I don't see myself wavering at all, uh, which is fine. Uh, but it is what it is. So yeah, that is Blue Beetle. Uh, so what have you watched this week, if anything? Um, yeah, you know, I saw this movie called Blue Beetle. <laughs> just no way. Uh, <laughs> um, so um, before that, I watched this movie called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. It is a it is a book adapted into the into a movie but it's about dracula or nosferatu um the movie was crazy like it's also like you know kind of like average there's some stuff that i uh, wish that happened in terms of like just the look of dracula because you know of course you know like in the film it's like yeah he's dracula or like nosferatu so like you know nosferatu he's kind of like this you know human like vampire creature with like you know like long ears bald head and like sharp teeth and in uh the movie the look he's like he's very like kind of demonic of course you know he's um that the look is like he's a kind of slimy in a way but also like it's weird because he has like this backstory where like you know he comes from like he like lives in a castle over a village and he feasts he feasts on people in the night. One thing I wish would have I I, I would have wanted in the film was because you know in the beginning you see him he's like all like shriveled up and like he's all like you know yeah, he's all shriveled up and shit like that. I wish that like the more he was feeding on people, the more human he got. And a more powerful he got, or whatever. But of course, he didn't really. That, that didn't really happen. And I don't care the, the spoilers or whatever. At the end of the movie, it's weird, and it's a theory that came true. At least, at least I, at least I want to believe that it came true. Um, basically, that in this like universe or whatever, because um, the film takes place in like you know eighteen like seventies or something like that, and. They're in England now because you know that's where the boat was going. Because that, that, that's where the that's where the Demeter was going. That Dracula ends up becoming Jack the Ripper, and now it's kind of like this whole thing. So like, in a way, he kind of does become more human, or like he adapts to becoming human. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. I heard he yeah. looks. He, I heard he just kind of looks like a ghoul in a jacket. That's like I wouldn't say a jacket, but yeah, he kind of trench coat or some shit. Yeah, he does. He he does look like a ghoul in a way and like he he develops wings like later on in the movie and um it's kind of i mean like i'm not like really into like jack the whole thing of dracula and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um but like in this movie like it's like oh yeah you know he was transferring you know his soul into different people so like and they're getting possessed and shit like that so but overall, I mean, I think it's fine. It's it's a fine movie. It has uh, a highlight from um, what was his name? He's from Straight Outta Compton. He played Doctor Dre. Um, oh man, 
His name is Corey something. Corey Hawkins. Corey Hawkins. And, you know, you have David Dallas Machian, who's in every film ever made. Dude's in everything, dude. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard... I've heard so for some people that I, I trust with reviews and stuff say like, cause it's getting not great reviews, but, but they, they really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, like if you're, if, if you're like, um, you know, if you're into vampirism and like, you know, you're, you're into that whole stuff and you've read the novel, I think that some people would like it. And of course it's like one of the things where it's like, there's a lot of things that could have been done in terms of like the look of Dracula, at least in my, at least in my opinion and what they could have done in terms of like the characters and like, um, like somewhat the plot. I would have loved to see a backstory in a way of Dracula. I mean, I know that they weren't really trying to give him like an origin story type of thing. And you see that through like a person that was like from the same village that like Dracula was terrorizing. But still, I think that just having a different look of Dracula would have made, would have elevated the film um, a little bit to me. And then again, it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to go for like a more ghoulish look of like Nosferatu in a way. And then I also know that like nothing about the Dracula monster verse. Yeah. Like I, I, I definitely understand that for sure. But that's all I really watch. I've been I've been trying to watch other movies, man. I've been trying to like watch like just some of the stuff that came out in theaters. I wanna watch um uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and wait. Oh right, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. And well while I was thinking about just doing was just getting the draft house pass and just going to go see it or whatever. Or I can just, you know, buy a ticket to a movie and just go sneak in or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I because, like, I, what I want to do is I want to just spend the day at the draft house. Like, I want to just, like, go watch movies that I haven't seen yet that I want to see. Other than that, that's all. That's all I've watched. Other I've, than that. I've been watching uh, Harley Quinn season four has been going, uh, has been coming out. That's been good. Um I I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That was very good. Uh, I'm I was in love with the art style. It's so good. I'd like the trailers obviously look great, but I like watching the film. Ooh, it's good. <laughs> it was uh, it was great. Uh, I think I do think uh, I don't uh, this I don't know, this I don't want this to sound bad, but like from from what I've seen from like critics and 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 uh, certain sites revealing the film i think they're they're overdoing it a bit like it's great but they're they're acting like man this rival spider-verse no it doesn't <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry yeah it, it, it does not it's really good it's fantastic uh, if spider-verse didn't come out it would be the best animated film of the year but unfortunately, it went up against the, arguably one of the best sequels of all time. So I mean, it's just it's just not there. <laughs> but but it is fantastic. Don't get it twisted. It's absolutely worth a watch. Uh, the cast was really, really, really great. Uh, you know, obviously it's it's um sort of iffy when you're working with younger people, like what you're going to get out of them. 
all of them were, were incredible. Jackie Chan was particularly fantastic. They went a direction with Splinter that I wasn't expecting, but I ended up really enjoying. Ice Cube was really good. Uh, that's not really a surprise. Ice Cube's always been great and stuff, but like, but like, uh, it's like he was doing Ice Cube. But there was something, something about his performance just felt more elevated to me than 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 usual, and that was great. Seth Rogen isn't as much as isn't in it as much as I thought he'd be because he usually he's he's in a lot of the stuff that he produces, <laughs> but but like he 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 had like a few lines, and that was it. Uh, I wanted more of Paul Rudd's character because that uh, hopefully if there is a sequel we get more of that character because he was just a delight, uh, but. Yeah, it was it was really really great. Um, I have I've also started. I'm barely I'm barely through it. All right, but I've started playing for the first time Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Uh, oh, god. oh my god, dude! I'm sorry. Look, <laughs> what? No, okay. Here's the, I have beef with Black Flag. Really? Okay, so here's the thing. All I hear is that it's one of the best ones. It, it is one of the best ones. It has a great story. And it ties together like yeah, story wise, it's great. I hate the gameplay. I hate riding ships in Assassin's Creed. That is my my biggest thing for me. That's been my biggest complaint so far. Yeah, I just I don't get it. it, It's it's okay. It's crazy because it's like, of course, you know, you can customize your ship and you can make it. Like, you know, yeah, you can make it better and have more health. But I feel like no matter what I do, I still get fucking destroyed by every single thing. And then it's like, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, like a kind of like a Sea of Thieves type of thing where like you're yeah. always fighting somebody with a ship. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I cannot get to the story without fighting somebody on just my ship. Got to flee. Just, yeah. And I get destroyed. And that's yeah. kind of also the reason why I couldn't complete Assassin's Creed 3 because some of the stuff you have to do, like some of the missions you have to do, you have to ride in a ship. And it's like, holy hell. But yeah, Black Flag story-wise is great. I just hate riding ships. The ship, yeah. the, the ship gameplay is horrible. So I'm like, I looked at the per, the story percentage of how far I am into it. I'm like 7% through. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. You're, you're, you got a long way to go. Yeah. And I also, I looked at the map and I was like, Oh, this is way bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> it is a, it is a big map. <laughs> um, uh, but like, I don't know because again, the only ass, the only Assassin's Creed I've played completely all the way through is Assassin's Creed three. I've played mm-hmm. a little bit of one. I've played a little bit of two and, I played a little bit of and these these are sort of like not necessarily all that connected but Odyssey and Origins um yeah and the reason I just I don't fuck with Assassin's Creed like that they just feel like they just feel like the same game every single time which is rich coming from a guy who's played COD every year straight for the past decade but like <laughs> it did i i just it just feels like the same game to me every time so i, so I finished assassin's creed 3 and then i go to 2 and i'm just like this just feels the same <laughs> but like story wise yeah. i have no idea what's going on i know the basics yeah. i know they're in like the animus or whatever and it's like and well, you know they're like, like reliving yeah. memories or whatever but i still don't understand how like you can like do shit within the memory is it like canonical that it's just the memory and as the player you're just 
doing like no. you're just like repeating history you're not changing you, anything you you can you can change stuff in your memory they explained that in like the first couple of games especially with like with like desmond and stuff like that they're like they explain how like yeah like you're reliving history but also you can change stuff in like in your mind and it's supposed to be ways. accurate it can be accurate and that's kind of like what abstergo was trying to that's like one of the reasons why abstergo was doing what they were doing okay because they wanted to get they wanted to just of course you know the the whole thing with abstergo is that they're trying to find the like the eden the pieces of eden yeah but also it's like yeah they're they're trying to like use desmond's mind as like a way for them to change history by getting those pieces of eden so like within desmond's mind he's also like changing stuff He's still like, of course, he he's really reliving stuff or whatever, and like things can get changed. But like, you know, yeah. So what's Abstergo doing for like the public? Because they seem to like be making Assassin's Creed within Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Because I'm um, like I'm walking around the office and I'm like seeing Assassin's Creed one through three and Black Flag. And I'm like, what is hat? Like, what is this? Just well, an I, Easter egg? Oh, is this canon? Well, I haven't I haven't played that far. I haven't played like ever since I think past. I haven't played past Unity, so the story's kind of like jumpy to me. But Abstergo, yeah, they're like marketing themselves to be like, it's like, yeah, they're marketing themselves for people to be like, yeah, you can go inside your memories and you can just like see what, like you see like your ancestors type of thing, or whatever. So that's kind of what Abstergo is doing. It's kind of like all like a all like a front because you know they want these pieces of Eden to like right. the world. But are they making like Assassin's that. Creed? Are they make like in the game? Are they making Assassin's Creed? Not the literal game Assassin's Creed, but are they like, hey, you can view the memories of an assassin, and we're calling it Assassin's Creed? No, no, I don't think so. So it's just an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Easter egg type of thing. Okay, because like, oh yeah, Ubisoft does that shit with like everything. Like they 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 did it in Watch Dogs, because in Watch Dogs you can kill somebody who's like an Abstergo like employee. See, but that makes sense. That like that in universe, Abstergo could totally exist in Watch Dogs. But Assassin's Creed yeah. can't exist in Assassin's Creed. It's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. It can and, and it has. You've played the other games. What? I'm so confused. I'm fucking. I'm fucking. Okay. With <laughs> if, after I finish, or if I finish Black Flag, I still don't know if I'll actually complete it. Um, I kind of want to. Uh, I, I, you, you should have a lot of Assassin's Creed games for me. Oh, I do. I there was a buy. There was a buy one get two free sale, so I Which got. Which one is it? I got I got Black Flag, Origins, and Valhalla. Okay, cool. Because like, because I, I know you, you have the have, Ezio collection. Yeah, I have the Ezio collection. Have I have. I have three. I have. Um, I have uh, Unity. Right. I have um, Rogue. Right. Remastered. And I think I have some of the other Assassin's Creed Don't like two point five games. The story is pretty ass. Yeah, like they don't do nothing with but the like, story. The only Assassin's Creed game I've been interested in since finishing three is Valhalla. Mm. And I've kind of I've kind of always been intrigued by that, so I kinda I kinda just want to straight jump straight into that. But I know everyone loves Black Flag. So I, I also wanna I also wanna try to get into like a Mirage. Yeah, the like, new one know, like, out, Mirage, yeah. yeah, Mirage is like a kind of like a return to form. Yeah, right, like a return to form. Yeah, but people are mad because there's microtransactions. Oh well, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how it was with like Unity, kind of. 
you need to end up buying like a lot of shit. But like, and apparently yeah. people are mad about Mirage because like the parkour looks doesn't look great, like, but it's like two seconds of gameplay, and also. And again, this is outside looking in. I didn't haven't. I don't really play Assassin's Creed, but it kind of just looked like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it just looked like it looked the same to me. I don't know. I definitely want to play Assassin's Creed One again, but like for some reason, it's like fifteen dollars on the store, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Yeah. So. Wait. So what's the Ezio collection? The Ezio collection is Assassin's Creed Two, Brotherhood, and Revelations. Oh. Because of course you have Assassin's Creed One, which is Altair. Altair is a long descendant from Ezio. And then you have, of course, you have the Ezio collection. And then you have Assassin's Creed 3. Um, Assassin's, and then you have Assassin's Creed. You have Assassin's Creed Unity. And then you have Rogue. But Rogue is a prequel to Unity. And, uh, yeah, 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 Rogue is a prequel to Unity. And Origins is a prequel to everything. Origins is a prequel to everything. And then you have Valhalla. No, 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 no. You have Origins, then Odyssey, then Valhalla, and then we're going to Mirage. So maybe Mirage. I don't know when Mirage takes place. Let me see. I played a little bit of Odyssey, and I did not fuck with it at all. Odyssey's very grindy, dude. Yeah, I could tell that from the five minutes I played, and I was like, nah, (laughs) I'm out. And Origins seems similar, but it seems less, it seems a bit more linear, so I'm like, I'm a little Mirage. bit more open to that. Uh, setting. The Mirage setting. I don't want to go to images. It's in Baghdad in the year 861, 12 years before before the events of Valhalla. Okay. That's that's cool. Yeah, I used to study Assassin's Creed like it's fucking history, dude. Yeah, Ezio dies in like a pretty bad way. Oh, Sorry, spoiler. spoiler. Yeah, well, you probably weren't going to play it anyways. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, then in chronological order is Odyssey, and then you have well now it's this well now it's literally Mirage. No, 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 it's not Mirage. It is Odyssey, then it's Origins. This is a, probably an old website. And Mirage, Valhalla. This website's still loading because it has like eighteen thousand pop-ups. Then Assassin's Creed One. Then Assassin's Creed 2, and then you have Brotherhood, then you have Revelations, Black Flag, Rogue, oh, yeah, never mind, Assassin's Creed 3, then Assassin's Creed, there's Rogue, then 3, and then you have Unity, and then Syndicate, and then that's it. Anytime I play in Assassin's Creed, they usually have an Ezio suit. And I have to yeah, put it they on. Do, they do have they do have an SEO suit. I have to put it on every time because otherwise I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like I'm playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's just synonymous, like because like because like what's his name in Black Flag? I don't remember his name. I've been playing it Ernesto Edward? or whatever that yeah, sure Edward. Um, like Ernesto he like like he crazy. has he has his little you know Assassin's Creed suit. I'm like that's cute, but it ain't no SEO suit. Yeah, I think. I think the only the only suit I'm now I don't wear the Ezio suit in is Assassin's Creed Three. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I like I like the blue accents on his outfit, but then again, I have so many other outfits that I just been wearing. And then I think I enjoy Assassin's Creed Three too, uh, and and probably the only, only reason why it's the only one I finished is because I like the period more than anything else. Yeah, 
I think there was uh, there's a reason why I stopped playing Assassin's Creed 2. I didn't complete that game 100% until like very later. Just not dealing with that. Anyways. Yeah, it is what it continue. is. Continue? Nah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it? Yeah, I've been playing Black Flag. I barely threw it, so I don't... I don't... Yeah, you have a long way to go. Yeah, I've gotten to the basics. I haven't even like I like I said cause they have an Ezio suit. I know it's there. I haven't actually gotten to the point where you can change outfits. So uh, I've played like a little bit of ship combat, and I already hate it. Uh, the parkour is fine, I guess. It's Assassin's Creed. Sometimes it doesn't fucking work, and I'm like, God damn it! Trying to chase someone down, and it's just like he tries to climb up a wall, and I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm going. I'm trying to go through this corridor. You dumbass. Fuck. God. Fucking Assassin's Creed. Anyway. But yeah. Oh, I might I might get through it. I might just jump to Valhalla. Who knows? But is that the show? That is the show. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avenge Nerds on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E Nerds. All one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at itsenneth underscore on Twitter. Where can they reach you? At Torn Guy on Instagram. Hell yeah. We also have a Discord if you'd like to join the conversation there. Those will be linked in the show notes. You can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts if you leave five stars in a review. It would really help us out. Speaking of reviews, if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the show no matter what you say. No matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you say. You could say the show's trash and we will read it out because we have a review here from gamer 50 that says obsessed with this podcast five stars i love the wide variety of topics they discuss it's not just mcu stuff they keep me updated on the current comic book movie news and the host banter never fails to keep me entertained highly recommend thank you so much incredible feel five stars in a review you know on apple Podcasts because i don't i don't think another site does that spotify you can give five stars but you can't do like written reviews Spotify, you should get on that. But, you know, thank you for the review. You can do it too. But, and uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to Adventures Podcast. We'll see you next week. Maybe. Later.